The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's only going on vacation with a murderer podcast. I'm Joel Gasson <laughs> with John Fraser as usual. And yes, you heard me right. So John, yes, I have a question for you as this is of course the our second edition of Ask John Anything. Yes, we will yes, get to in a little bit some uh, great questions from our oh, from the Twitterverse mostly. Good ones. We got yeah. some real good ones. Yeah. Some real good ones cuz uh we're not going to talk a whole lot of football in this episode cuz uh, I think both of us have uh, reached that reached the point in all this XFL or will they or won't they play process of just let me know when something happens. Right, right, right. Uh, however, uh, a great name came up, and I have to give Greg from the Piffles podcast credit for this. Mm-hmm. From now on, can we just, until something definitive is said, can we just call it the Sex FL? <laughs> Full sure. credit to Greg. He came up with that one. I flat out told him, I'm stealing this, but I'll give you kudos. So from uh, from until we know that there's separation or there's something going on, we're officially in the Sex FL off season. Yes, Sure, we'll go with that. Because, I mean, there's all kinds of speculation that continues to run rampant, and everyone's still arguing with everyone over every single thing about this, and I'm just, like, I'm done with it. I'm like, let me know when something happens. That's, right, that's where right, I'm at. Right, right. I've got, I've got in enough arguments on social media this week that have almost gotten me fired, so um, I'm, I'm fully with you on this one. I'm just going to shut my mouth, stay the F off of Facebook, and just let the <laughs> chips fall where they may with the sex FL. So, we discovered something, or I discovered something on Twitter the other day, and I'm going to ask you a question here, John. Yes, yes, Joel, yes. If you were paying for a trip somewhere, and you were going on said trip to an unknown location, but you were right. going with the following celebrities. Right. Two-time Super Bowl winner, NFL Hall of Fame inductee, alleged murderer, Ray Lewis. Alleged. Alleged. Big air quotes on that. Um, Sold out his butt. World champion pro wrestlers Nikita Kolo, Koloff, I don't know him, and Sting. <laughs> like the makeup guy? The, yeah, Sting. Yeah, that would descend from the rafters. Yes. Yeah, 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 Sting. Yeah, currently WCW AE... for life. Currently, yeah. or what, did a little stint in AEW recently, I believe. I don't know if he's still there or not. Really? Yeah. yeah. And he actually gets to be Sting. Yeah, WWE doesn't know his name, apparently. Interesting. Yeah, um... Four-time World Series champion and Simpsons star, Daryl Strawberry. And some other people I don't know. Sorry. Just uh, Daryl Strawberry makes me think of sniffing. Um, There's a few on that list that do, I think, so. (laughs) Okay, so. So if you were going on vacation with with that collection of people. Right. Where do you think you would be going? Um, Vegas is the first thought maybe Amsterdam, like, like probably not places... Atlanta. <laughs> it's definitely not Atlanta. <laughs> I don't um, know if Ray Lewis has been back to Atlanta since. I don't think he has. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, although if you were with Ray Lewis in Atlanta, I don't think anybody's going to bother you. Uh, I would, I would, my, I think like, like, Vegas is number one, mm-hmm. uh, like some sort of like resort, like a, a Mexico resort where it's just like, like random capture your nostalgia from like, and it's such a weird mishmash though. Cause like 
Ray Lewis played during our formative years. Sting was mm-hmm. nearing the tail end of his WCW career in our formative years. And, like, Daryl Strawberry was probably, like, by the time we were watching baseball, he probably had to have his nose replaced a couple of times from doing rails and rails and rails off the bums of people. So, like, I think most people our age would probably know more Daryl Strawberry as the guy with the long sideburns on that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Yes, I think he was still that's... playing baseball late, like early in the in the 90s, but it wasn't much longer after that, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, I mean, with Blow, he could basically play forever. Just, you know, don't ask him if, don't ask him if your toast smells like burning. Um, yeah, Vegas, um, maybe like, like I said, like I could see like a Mexican resort comboed with like a UFC fight, like just to throw more randomness in there. Uh, that's, that's what I think. Like, I think like party, like Daryl's got his hookups. You might get shot. You might OD on Coke. Um, I don't know what Sting's vices are, but I feel like he might hit you with a club and the other guys just, you know, all wrestlers are a little goofy. So I think it'd be a very much a like misfit adventure that would wind up with you on a stranger's floor, maybe covered in your own vomit at like four in the morning and you're wondering how the hell do I get home as people you don't know argue over whether or not you're dead. How many locations do you think you would have to go through around the world before you realize that you would be going from April 11th to April 18th, 2022 on the Champions Holy Land Tour? <laughs> Wait, like Jerusalem? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. And I also learned, so it's 31... 3150 not $31.50, but $3,150 U.S. to yes. go on this trip to the Holy Land with that misfit of characters. And I just saw in the fine print on the bottom, the flight is yeah. not included. Whoa! So, like, what is included then? For $3,200, i am assuming that's American, right? Yeah, U.S. dollars. So add 40 ticks to that for us here in Canada if you want to go to the Holy Land with... <laughs> Two wrestlers, a murderer, <laughs> alleged, and and, and and the coke addict. Like, how do you, like, how does that even come together? Like, that is the most I don't know random bunch of celebrities. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just like. No. It's like out of desperation, some booking agent went, like, down the list. It's like they had a budget. Okay, we can spend 100G on appearance fees. Okay, Ray Lewis is 50. Daryl Strawberry is 25. Who else we got? Couple wrestlers? Yeah, let's do it. Pitter patter. <laughs> yeah. So there's this, this, this is sort of like a whole company called Icon Destinations that does just a series of these sort of kinds of trips. And there's a whole section of the Holy Land trip. And I, yeah, so there's one, the one with Ray Lewis. There's a lot of other ones that are these, I don't have any idea who any of these people are. Where it's supposed Lead to be like the newsboys. I'm, I'm there now. Yeah, that's, that's like that one. But Ray Lewis is actually in a few of these. What? Yeah. Really? Well, like, they, they seem to have, because there's the same time frame for a lot of these trips, so he's, like, just packaged into a bunch of them. Because at yeah, the same this... time, there's Together for Easter in the Holy Land with these two people, Linda, Tate, and I don't know who these people are, but Ray Lewis, you can see his picture there, and Daryl Strawberry, so these two, Together for Easter and Champions in the Holy Land are the same trip, but booked differently, with the other one having two separate guests compared to the other ones, basically. This So, the other thing I find remarkable about this um, I'm on the page right now. I'm on. I'm on the. Champions and when you League. go with Daryl Strawberry, 
Dr. Tracy Strawberry is also a part of that trip in a different package. <laughs> so, so wait, so, so you go on one trip with Daryl, his wife's on a different package. Mm-hmm. And Daryl's in that same package, so I don't know how, like, they split these people's times up between these different groups. But... <laughs> Well, well, I can't see, like, more than, like, 12 people paying for this. It's a Canadian company, too, Gats. Is it? Yes. Look down at the bottom. Contact us. Te- 160 Jasper Avenue, Tower 1, Edmonton, Alberta. Huh. <laughs> I mean, Alberta's not that surprising, I guess. But... It's, it's <laughs> they, they got They have service club tours. You can go with the uh, Kiwanis, the Lions, to Egypt or Dubai. Or they have a special one just for Catholics. Ooh. Uh, religious tour. Oh, this website is very, very. Oh, you can go to the Vatican City with uh, Kiwanis. There appears to be one where you go with like presidential impersonators. <laughs> no, you're making that up. No, you if you go that up. If you go into the Holy Land tour, Holy Land with special guests down. There's John Morgan eight day Holy Land God and Country tour. Uh, October 5th to October 12th, 2021. Don't know if that one's going to happen. Uh, it's a special guest, Ben Graham, Paul Pitts, West Hampton, by one trip, blah, blah, And then it says presidential impersonator. And there's this, there's this two people on there that's like George W. Bush and Donald Trump, but it's clearly not them. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's one guy playing both of these people. That's, that's, that's quite the range. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I can't... I, I can't... And, and like... Oh my goodness! I'm I'm looking down at some of these, and everyone with like a Christian rock band, everyone with the music with the artist, could not in fact be like more like when I say Christian rock band, like these people are exactly what you're thinking of. Like that is like, oh my god, this could not be more cliche. Yeah, the I. I I can't believe the John Morgan with the bad Trump face and the George W. Bush face. Like, just could you imagine how annoying that would be? Ugh. Like, I can't think of something I'd rather do less than go on a trip with a comedian who impersonates Republic. Like, is he in character the whole time? That's my question. Ugh. Like, know. like, are you like, are you like praying? You're at the Weeping Wall or something like that, and you know. I had a wall once. The wall is huge. Maybe we should go to China. The whole time! Like, imagine that! Yeah, this one, it says, join us for entertainment, ministry, and prayer. Wow, that's... uh... I will say, based on a lot of these prices, the ones with Ray Lewis and, like, Daryl Strawberry at only a few hundred dollars more are probably a better deal than some of these other ones. (laughs) Like, all these other ones are at least $2,500 plus. And then at thirty one ninety five or whatever for the Ray Lewis and company. Or you're right. You can actually <laughs> the scribe TV Paul Pitts made to TV actor for twenty eight ninety five, um, or with the Valentine's celebration with special guest Avalon. I assume you have to be married to go on that one then, right? <laughs> Because no, no, no funny business before marriage, right? That's uh, I, I'm <laughs> like, would they kick you off the trip if you did that? Yeah, no, you're right. Like, like Ray Lewis and Daryl Strawberry, despite the fact, like, they're the only ones that I feel like for an extra three hundred dollars might end up being an adventure. You might kill a guy. You might do blow off of somebody's body parts. 
Sting might just hit you with a club. Like for an extra three hundred dollars, I'm taking I'm taking that risk. Like I wish I was like Oprah rich, <laughs> and I could go on one of these just to tell you what it's like. Yeah, I mean I, we I are know, open to sponsorship, so if Icon Destinations is listening, because we've given you such free promotion, if you wanted to, uh, I don't really want to go, but if you want to send John. He's gonna have I, he's gonna have another kid soon. He's gonna need an escape at some point. So I I, I really would. I, I would I would I would even go with uh oh wow I would even go for the once in a lifetime performance with iconic Christian ba- band Petra performed in Petra. Oh yes, Petra of course. Like I I gotta say the the like the juxtaposition between. Petra. They've got like two guys that are like wearing like the shirt over a shirt, like we all did, like when we thought we were Jason Biggs back in the nineties. <laughs> you know, like they look yeah. like the young like youth pastor who like tries to bring you on board with by swinging Wonderwall while you're having a campfire. And then the other two dudes could not like the, the one dude has like shoulder length blonde feathered hair. Like that must be the lead singer because like that guy looks like he's freaking Bon Jovi. And then the other guy looks like the grumpy church dad that bans the barbecue every single time, wears New Balance sneaks, and tells kids to get off his lawn. Like this is like icondestinations.com. You, you like you will have you will have a great time. Like I, I I put this shit in my veins. Like I I once you when you sent me this, I didn't look much further past the Ray Lewis trip, but now I'm like I am in a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's other companies that do this too. I just haven't really been bothered to look all that closely. Uh, I, well, I've I've got some time the next couple days here coming up. I'm sure I could do some research. Yeah, get back to us on that, and we'll uh, we'll reconvene at some point in time and discuss your findings. <laughs> Works for me. When maybe there will finally be some sex FL news. Maybe, maybe who knows? Or maybe Probably. we'll just be perpetually stuck without news and not knowing what's going on forever. Well, shit, we've pulled it off for a year and a bit now, so let's just keep going. Let's yeah. just divulge more to the nonsense. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what we're doing on this episode is, of course, this is going to be our second edition of Ask John Anything, where yes. I decide to put it out on Twitter that you can ask me a question and I will make John answer it rather than do, you know, usual mailbag type stuff where, we, you know, both of us answer questions and that kind of thing. We're just going to put John on the spot, so that's... That's pretty much where we're going with this. And we're also, we are going to talk a little bit, uh, sort of about football. Uh, the Buffalo Bills slash Buffalo Sabres have a plan to return to full capacity. It involves vaccines, which is a bit of an interesting discussion sort of around where sports could be headed in that and uh, whether that's the right thing to do or not. But before we get to all that, as usual, uh, John, what is in the glass this week? In the glass this week, uh, because I find myself often getting up about midway through the podcast, once to pee. But more often than not, grabbing myself another beer. I just went, you know what? I'm just going to get a big old bottle uh, of the Ella Pale from Nine Mile. Delicious. Comes in a big 660 milliliter bottle. Uh, it's a delicious IPA. Nice and hoppy. I haven't had anything hoppy in a while. So it was it was my go-to uh, tonight. It's, and again, support Nine Mile coming up here on their sixth anniversary. Uh, I was hoping to score some of their sixth anniversary ale, but... Alas, I could not find it at the one place I went on my way home from work today. Tried real hard. While I was also in a rush because I needed to walk the dog. I, yeah, I didn't try. I'm not going to lie. I didn't try. There's a new liquor store, like, down another third one. Like, 
Like, I don't know if, like, I'm skewing the metrics here with my recent divulge into, you know, being a functioning alcoholic since the pandemic began, but I've gone from having one liquor store in driving distance to having four all within two or three minutes of my house. Huh. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it's just coincidence, but there was, like... You, can, you can't rule it out. I guess you can't rule it out. Which, which is good, which is great... Because now I can mix it up, and the cashiers don't know me my name anymore. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> well, if they know me my name at four liquor stores, well, shit, guess. <laughs> you, that might be intervention time, buddy. Uh, for me, uh, we've kind of done it again. Um, well, of course we have. I thought maybe I'd be now. It's not the same beer, but I do have also a can from 14 and a half kilometer legacy. Ah, you got the April Fool's cans. Yeah. Well, no, it's not one of those, but I, I just, it says not my legacy on it. I just wanted to make the reference to their pretty good April Fool's joke that they ran. Oh, it was so good. That was brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. If you missed it, uh, they ran a video. They had a little video with uh, their owner, Sean, there, and they discussed how they were in violation of the Weights and Measures Act, being known as Nine Mile Legacy. Right. So they were rebranding to 14.5 Kilometer Legacy. And then the, 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 the killer line at the end is like, so if you want to come back and pound some back, and he's like, what? Sorry, kilogram some back. So that's <laughs> that's kind of my go-to line now. So I am uh, drinking a very ki- kilogrammable beer in the Nine Mile Legacy, the ticket, Belgian-style blonde ale. That is a very it's one of kilogrammable. Those very kilogrammable, very easy drinking, you know, one of those kind of beers that taste like beer. It's got right. kind of the way to describe it if you want to get into... Those sorts of things, nothing fancy, nothing that's going to, you know, set you off one way or the other, but it's just a nice, easy drinking beer. That that doesn't give you a hoppy blast of the mouth like the uh, pale. So if you no, want to... I'm not even sure. Like, in the ingredients, it just says, contains barley wheat. Like, I don't even know what hops are in it, if any. Probably a very minimal amount. Well, I heard they recently added more hops. Hmm. Super, super bad reference? Did you pick up on that one? I did not. I've seen the movie a bunch, but I I don't remember. Oh, it's when uh, McLoving is is trying to use his fake ID to buy beer. He's up at the counter and he's all nervous, and she's like, "Oh, this is a beer you buy," and he's like, "Yes, I heard they recently added more hops." And then he gets KO'd <laughs> by the guy. Oh, great movie! That is that, on, that is on my recovery list this weekend. Now that and probably Rounders three more times. Okay, I did not remember that. I remember that scene, but not that specific line. No. Well, now you're gonna have to watch it because now you're gonna go. You're gonna. Um, pfft, John's right. I need to. I need to see if there is somehow a Fraser curse, and we live. We're now in an alternate timeline where that line doesn't exist. Maybe. I mean, the Fraser curse didn't kick in last year because you said the CFL wasn't going to play, and they didn't. So maybe that was like the turning point of the whole thing. Huh. Right. Right. And I've said some things about vaccine rollouts going smoothly privately to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I say it on Twitter or on this podcast, that's where the Fraser curse comes in. So I'm just not. I'm didn't, just. You didn't. You kind of just said it though. But did I? I uh, haven't said what I've said about vaccines. <laughs> did you told me anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, I'm just this all. I mean, Scott Mo just get did just get his today, so he's free to do whatever he wants with it now. I guess. Listen, listen, <clears throat> I, I, I've I, upset people with my comments about Scott Moe in the past couple days. I'll yes, give him a free... Leader. 
I'll give the our dear leader a pass <laughs> for a day or two. Yeah. God, I need a drink. That Tylenol's gonna hit you later, and it's gonna be bad. I can't wait. Oh, oh no. <laughs> the Tylenol's tomorrow. The ty- well, that's, that's later. That's not now. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Advil tonight. It's it's mm. it's Advil and beer because, uh, so. We've alluded to it, and I don't think I've announced it, but no. I'm getting I'm getting a vasectomy tomorrow night, which yes. is so John wanted to the distraction this evening of recording this podcast as something to do to get his mind off the pending surgery. And and I drink when I podcast, and because the recovery timeline has me taking a lot of Tylenol rather than Advil, I'm like that's real bad for the liver. So my liver's beat to shit enough as it is. <laughs> Probably give him a break for a day or two. So tonight is the last night I can enjoy some beers. So that's also what I'm doing as part of the podcast. And by the yes. time I have two or three beers, I'll feel like sleeping. I'll forget about the fact that a stranger I've never met before is about to stick a pokey thing inside of my most private area tomorrow night and send me home with a bag of ice and some more Tylenol. And then you'll buy some frozen peas. Um, I, I, I got an ice maker. I've already, uh, I've got my, I've got my spot on the couch figured out. I'm going to just live in the basement because I'm not so much concerned about myself doing something, mm-hmm. but between my kids and my dog, my nuts are assaulted constantly. Yes, of course. Constantly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Kids jumping on you, dog jumping on you. I just have to kind of hunker down in the basement and hope that nobody touches the, the cash and prizes, right? And... And it's funny because the more people I talk to, my wonderful boss, Darren, who has my back and love him to death. Darren also said, I was like ready to play hockey the next day. But I've heard of others whose equipment has swollen up to the size of baseballs. So it's a real wide range here. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to keep my mind off it and enjoying the fact I can drink tonight. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind. That's yeah. when I put out the call for let's do another edition of Ask John Anything, and I didn't even run it by you before doing it. I just decided to do it. <laughs> Which was fantastic. Which was fantastic. Right. And I've been so busy at work that I didn't, like, normally I can kind of see the questions. I saw two, mm-hmm. and I have prepared responses for both of them because I will answer them. Those are probably the two you maybe need the most thought for. So, Which is, which is fair. Um, actually, I didn't. I, I had an answer for one of them. In, actually, both of them pretty <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, the first one comes from the aforementioned Greg on Sports. Yes. Of the Piffles Podcast fame. Yes. Uh, designer of graphics. So, that sort of thing. Yeah, all around um, good guy. Yes. He asked, well, he had two questions. We'll go one by one here. Okay. If John Fraser was a tree... What tree would he be? I would be a fir tree because I'm unnecessarily hairy. Get it? Fur? Yeah. Hairy? But I like, the, I like that we're talking about wood before you're getting uh, surgery down there. <laughs> we're getting the monk changed. Um, I would either be that or to some people, um, I'm very annoying uh, to some. No. Probably more. No. No. That's hard no. to believe. That's hard to believe. <laughs> really? <laughs> Somebody once described me as, you're like an olive. People that like olives really like you, but there's a lot of people that really don't like you. And I took that to heart. So there's nothing more annoying than, and you can relate being an Ontario guy. Hmm. 
you're at the lake. There's always a lot of like pine trees, evergreen trees around the lake. And they look beautiful. And they smell great. And they make great Christmas trees. They have lots of great things. But holy crap, stepping on a pine needle barefoot is akin to stepping on a Lego block. So to some, I'm a pine tree. That's, I got real deep there. You that's, did. That's a lot of thought putting into what kind of tree you would be. Yeah, yeah. And that's funny. That's not one of the questions I knew about. <laughs> Those are coming later. Yes. Um, and Greg's follow-up. Um, he would like to have the definition of rube. It's a word you use a lot. You call people <laughs> you call people a rube a lot, and he would like the uh, the proper definition of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I learned <laughs> in an angry email to my boss, you see to me. The definition of rube is apparently a country bumpkin that often city folk call the country folk. And some people find it tremendously offensive. <laughs> what? Who at the, so the country folk call the city folk? Rube? No, no, no. The, oh. the, like, the, the, the city folk. So, <laughs> so like, somebody from Toronto mm-hmm. would call us here in Saskatchewan rubes. Okay. Because we're all lowbrow city, country bumpkins that touch your cousin's bum and have wheat hanging out of your mouth. Right? That's the perception, I guess, with a rube. And as I learned this week, <laughs> some people find that terribly offensive. More people find it hilarious, but some people find it terribly offensive. In what fairness... Did you, what did you think it meant before you actually found out? What was the definition... Dumbass. What's the what's the definition you were going off? Dumbass. dumbass like, dumbass. just, like, you're dumbass, right? Like, like... Or as a favorite, or one of the one of my favorite expressions from our former premier, a jack wagon. Exactly, I love the term jack wagon. Yeah. Right, <clears throat> like, like to me, before I knew that that rube was a offensive, and b the actual meaning of it, um, it was certainly I just thought it was like calling somebody a dumbass without calling somebody a dumbass, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, to me, I'd rather be called a rube than a dumbass. But to find out that it's like country bumpkin, it's a little strange. So it's what? like so we could have renamed the banjo bowl the rube bowl. No, I think it's too offensive. Well, I mean, in a in another world where it's not offensive, <laughs> well, but it's very offensive. Gas apparently it's very offensive, super offensive. Okay, so offensive. I'd never even heard of it before, other than you using it occasionally. So I kind of thought it was just a word you made up, <laughs> <laughs> which is also on brand. So yeah. and that's kind of it. I just kind of thought like. You dumbass! You rube! Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, that is, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I had, I always thought it was fun and jovial, and I have learned to people it is not fun, it is not jovial, and I was in the vinegar strokes of being put on the, back on the serb because of it, so. I have learned my lesson, Joel Gasson. So you won't be using it again, at least publicly. <laughs> not. Is this public? Does anybody listen to this? But no, uh, I will. No, no one it. listens to this. <laughs> I will not be using it in an open forum. Okay. Um, next, uh, this came in late last night from Evan. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's really a question for you. This might be a question better answered by Lacey. Um, okay. Fair. Uh, she is asleep with the children right now. That's fair. I, I didn't actually expect her to get the answer, but 
that that's fair. Is, uh, uh, is it Evan Schemenauer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this is okay. He has to well, race your drunk dancing ability. <laughs> okay. So this com- this comes from a story. Because to me, this seems like a question better answered by someone watching a drunk person dance rather than what the drunk person thinks of their dancing. But anyway, <laughs> which, which Evan has done. So Evan. Uh, my buddy Todd and I all traveled to Peterborough for my my good friend Casey's funeral. And Casey was not a religious man, kind of like us. And he just had his service at a funeral home. So we fly to Toronto, drive it to Peterborough, go for lunch with our buddy Stephen Stamp. Great lacrosse broadcaster, by the way, Stamper. And we get to the funeral and we walk in and we see Casey's dad. We say hello. We say our hellos to the family. And they're like, well... This is like four o'clock and the service doesn't start till seven. And Casey's dad looks at us and goes, holy crap, do I wish I had a bottle of whiskey? And we go, we, we can find some whiskey. So we spent the whole day drinking in memoriam in the parking lot of a funeral home to our departed friend Casey. So on the way back to Toronto, Evan doesn't drink. Between the emotions of losing a close friend, the length of the drinking, and the fact I was in Toronto, I went past Zesty to blackout. (sighs) Which led to a wager when we were at the Gentleman's Club before going back to our hotel for our brief three-hour nap of whether or not I could get up on stage and dance. (laughs) Which I did. I can tell you, Joel, the bouncer at that gentleman's club doesn't think I'm a very good dancer. So I would say my drunk dancing skills are a negative 10. I am perhaps the world's worst dancer. I have no rhythm. I can't really shake my ass, which might be one of my best assets. And I just kind of awkwardly do this robot arm thing. So... I would say, despite for the entertainment of those around me, I am a terrible, terrible, terrible drunk dancer. And my wife would back that up. And Evan, I'm sure you'd back that up as well, as we've taught. So there's the background to that question, all to come to the answer of, I'm terrible. What is it about Peterborough? Like, does everyone in Ontario have, like, a Peterborough story? I think so. Because I, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I, I, I remember... And I had a Peterborough story before that Peterborough story. <laughs> like, it's, it's a rite of passage in Ontario. Everybody yeah. has a Peterborough story. I was, all, I was scouted by the Peterborough Peets when I was a goalie. And they were like, yeah, we're going to keep an eye on you. We want you to maybe come for a rookie camp. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Then, my, then they met my dad, who's shorter than me. And my mom, who's shorter than my dad. That invite never came. They realized that, no, I was not a tall 15-year-old that hadn't finished growing, that I was done growing. And I was kind of... <laughs> so I, like, is, is that, like, make me, like, double Ontarian? I have two good Peterborough stories? Maybe. I don't know. For me, um, I had a buddy... Yes, what's with... your Peterborough story? Because obviously you have one, if you're bringing uh, this up, being an uh, Ontarian. Yeah, so I have a, a buddy of mine who went to university there. Um, so me and another buddy went to go visit him one right. time for a weekend, basically just an excuse to drink all weekend. And so we started the night at his 
apartment, and then we went out to uh, the Pig's Ear. Right, yep. The, the now, now closed, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we went there, had a good time. Um, side story to that, this is back before, you know, good beer basically existed everywhere. Um, right. And I didn't know better. So we, I think we were drinking, it was like Rickard's Red or something, or some kind of red beer most of the night which is kind of which is kind of dipped your toe into it because i remember yeah. being a record thread fan when i was younger yep even now i've learned Rickard's red is basically just canadian with food coloring in it but anyway um <laughs> really yeah it's basically that's what i've heard is it's canadian with like some kind of additive to it to make it that color mind blown okay continue yeah. anyway so, you're so yeah yeah and then my buddy comes by because they would it was like they would sell these like trays with like all these little glasses on them and you'd bring it to, you'd bring them back to the table and then my buddy brought a tray of freaking labat 50 <laughs> which is one of the world's worst beers and, <laughs> and, and even though we were at the point of the night where normally you know you reach that point in the night where everything kind of starts to taste the same Mm-hmm. You could still tell the difference between <laughs> about 50 and pretty much anything else in the bar. Do you remember Lakeport? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lakeport I, was, was like, always that beer for me, too. I couldn't, uh, it, it, no matter when I hit it, I, I knew it was Lakeport. I drank, the, I drank the odd, like, I bought the odd case of, like, Lakeport honey because it was, like, cheap. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I drank that warm at a high school party once. <laughs> 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 oh, oh. Anyway. So that was just kind of the side story of that. That's not like the fun right. part of the story. Okay, good. I, <laughs> I, like, I like fun Peter Rose stories. Oh, so then we went, and then so from there, uh, from the Pigs area, we went to the Trashatorium. I don't know if it's still open or not. There's some weird club bar thing there. Anyway, uh, we went there. It was like pitchers were on sale that night because it was the night where they want to drain the kegs. So that's basically what that was. I think they were like 10 bucks each or something, maybe even cheaper. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. And I also don't remember the end of the night. Um... At a certain point, yeah, I don't remember anything happening until the next day. We're back at the pig's ear, you know, kind of dogs of the hair of the dog kind of thing, getting right. over it. And we're at the bar, and some guy comes up to us, and he's like, oh, I remember you from last night. I was like, pardon? <laughs> <clears throat> he was apparently the bouncer at the trash. And he's like, yeah, you're like, he's like, yeah, I kicked you out of the trash trim last night. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, he's like, you were probably the nicest guy I've ever kicked out of a bar. Because <laughs> I guess at one point I had like stumbled off trying to find the bathroom, couldn't find it. Right. So the bouncer found me and told me that I had had too much to drink and it was time to go. And I just responded with, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and then walked out the door and then quickly turned around and tried to explain to him. And it took him a while to figure out that I needed my buddy to get into his apartment. <laughs> Okay, okay. There is nothing more on brand for you than turning around to a bouncer saying, you need to leave, and you're just going, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, you are one of the most chillest human beings I've met in my life, and that is just, that's so on brand. I mean, obviously, I don't remember it happening, so he was right. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, I, it, there's, there's a difference between the two of us. I get blacked out and try to dance on, at a gentleman's club, and you just go, yeah, I should go home. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's mostly my Peter Rostro, yeah. <laughs> it is I think it is a rite of passage for everybody in Ontario that they need to visit Peter Pro and it just must be. have a night. <laughs> anyway, so back to the questions. Right. Okay. Um Ferlin asking yep. uh what does John think is your me most attractive physical feature? 
be noted that normally when we always record this podcast with cameras off for a reason. Yeah, right, and usually me watching a replay of the Bombers Grey Cup, which uh, I'm doing <laughs> here again. Um, for This one was an easy one. It's either your perfect beard. I don't know how you keep it at this, like, kind of there, but, like, not really just tempting you. I'm teasing. I have this perfect beard, like, or your eyes. Like, God, you have, you legitimately have beautiful eyes. And, like, I, no harm. Except for I'm hungover as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but neither of us are really, we're, we're both, we both get, like, you and I are universally, like, squinty-eyed hungover guys, so it kind of yeah. works, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's either your beard, and if it's not your beard, it's your eyes. It's like, oh, like, my heart skips a little beat there. Like, I see what Jenny sees in you, right? Like, I'm just a disaster of unibrow and hair everywhere. And thanks to the pandemic and my eating habits, a lot of fat face right now. It's no, it's no bueno. But you, whew, those eyes, that beard, goddamn gas, you got it together. The trimmers make it really easy. You just set the set, the length in you. Go. Yeah. See, the thing <laughs> is, though, I can't grow a decent beard because, like, everywhere else grows great on my face except my mustache. Mm. And it's awful. And I, like, I wish I could. I wish I could pull off what you got. But, like, yeah. No, no, no. Like, on your wedding day, like, Jenny stole the show. Well, like, yeah, as she should. Jenny looked beautiful. But, like, don't give yourself discredit. Like, you also were looking mighty fine. And I say that with all <laughs> respect. <laughs> It's 2021. There's, there's no. It's 2021. That's all we have to say now, right? So. I said no. I said no <clears throat> homo. I'll say good game. We're fine. Absolutely. <laughs> On that note, um, the final question is the main event. The I other the one que- I have prepared for. <laughs> yes, I know this one. The question we've been. Uh, if you follow the thread, it was the one we've probably all been waiting for. Yes. Because I said no topic was off limit. Nothing. So friend of the show, Jacques Cartier, hashtag Ada Nation fan. Um, right. Said no topic off limit, question mark. So they said, so he asked, if they were to name a sex position after you, what would it be? Uh, It would be the sexy tucker. It'd be like the curler, okay? And the best thing is, depending on your partner, depending, you know, this is is fairly universal, okay? So what you do is your partner is face down, like stomach down on the bed, where normally you'd be like, it's kind of like doggy, right? Except what you do for more stability is you bring your left or right leg up, whichever is your slide leg, and you tilt it out to the side like you're delivering a rock to give you more balance. And then you just kind of like, you don't go like full curling drag on the right leg. You just go like halfies. And if you're a curler, you are going to discover that this is far easier than traditional on your knees with the hips with the doggy. And like I said, it's universal. It works for everybody. So that you... would be Go on. The the sex position named after me, the Fraser. So my follow up to that would then be you would then have a risk of blowing out your knee when you're in bed with your wife. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is something that can potentially happen. But the funniest thing is, the funniest thing, like Lacey and other previous partners I've had, oh, God, she's going to murder me for even saying her name. She doesn't listen. 
No, no, we know she doesn't. Um, nobody tag her on Twitter. Um, nobody notices that you're using that other foot for balance. So they just think that, like, wow, the angles, they line up. You know your angles. You're good. You can go for a while. No, no, no. It's just the little outturn on that foot, just like you're throwing a rock. I See, the thing is, the difference is, though, don't get up on your toe so you won't blow your knee up. I stay flat-footed. I cannot throw a curling rock flat-footed, but gosh darn it. <laughs> I can have sex with a flat foot. I don't get it either. No one ever said you made sense, John. So <laughs> I've never tried to. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So our other topic du jour today... Um... Uh, there's no, there's no real way to transition out of that. So I'm just gonna... <laughs> the funniest thing is the second shot, the second shot tweeted that. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, what is one thing I do that's unique other than being fat and hairy? Um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, the left foot thing, gentlemen, you're welcome. And the worst thing is, <laughs> is any because Jock's gonna listen, and you unfortunately have to hear this. And anybody else that listens is gonna listen. And they're gonna be in that moment, and they're gonna, you're gonna do the thing with your foot, and you're gonna think of me now. I have ruined. <laughs> Honey, what happened? Why did you stop all of a sudden? <laughs> There's a, a terrible image in my mind all of a sudden, and it was just, it was over. It's not you. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I can just, I can picture. <laughs> I can picture uh, uh, you needing to play this back for Jenny so she doesn't feel like there's anything wrong. Like, <laughs> no, I swear it's John. You're thinking of John? No. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. He put a hex on me. So, yeah, the other sort of thing going on right now, of course, is vaccinations and COVID-19. And we all know whether this what this does or doesn't mean for the CFL at this point. Um, but the interesting angle that's kind of evolving in front of our very eyes right now, especially down in the United States, is, you know, what do we do with the vaccinated people? Where does it go once, once you know, everyone's sort of vaccinated or most people are vaccinated? And it's brought up an interesting sort of conversation with, in Buffalo, where the Buffalo Bills, uh, their ownership group, which of course also owns the Buffalo Sabres, and said by the fall, um, they would like to have 100% capacity. I believe it had state approval to have 100% capacity at events. As long as everyone yes. is vaccinated. So they were basically saying, if you're not vaccinated, sorry, you're not coming to our games. Which, number one, which I'm in favor of, because number one, it's just smart. Number two, to me, that sounds like a very good call to say, hey, if you're on the fence, go get your freaking shot because you're not going to be able to go to a football game without it. Right. And, uh, like, could you imagine the, the how, how much of a dumbass or the audacity you'd have to have to, like, be a football reporter at this point and not have it? Like, like, because again, like these companies and these teams are going to say, if you're not vaccinated, we don't want you around. And they are 100% right to do so. Mm -hmm. um, I like what the bills are doing. I do find it interesting too. It's starting to creep in too, right? Like my, my youngest sister bought tickets for the Arkells concert at Tim Hortons field in 2022, right? Full year away. You're thinking full capacity all is going to be well. There is fine print on there basically saying you need your vaccine to get in. I don't think this is a bad idea. I think especially no. like outdoor venues, I think maybe you have a bit more wiggle room because, you know, chance of transmission outdoors is low. 
But indoor venues, I wouldn't be surprised to see if you buy a ticket for something, you need to prove you're vaccinated to get in. Yeah, I think even at outdoor facilities, because I mean, the outdoor facilities still have sort of indoorish type areas around concessions and that sort of thing. And the bathroom, yes. Yeah, and outdoors, you know, is still a risk if you have like 50,000 people side by side, right? So, right, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, so for, yeah, for, for, for like three that. hours, yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen that to the degree yet. And the ones we have, people are still wearing masks. But I think I think that is the like easiest and quickest way to go back to normal. And mm-hmm. if anything, as you said, incentivizing people that are maybe on the fence. Like, I look at our province, and you know, almost everybody's a rider fan, right? Roughly thirty percent of the province is done. Probably sixty percent by the time that they're even talking about doing CFL games or training camp or anything like that. I think it's smart from the teams. I think it's mm-hmm. smart for the fans to just say, great, come on in if you're vaccinated. Because then you know nobody's going to catch it. And and those that can't be, you know, you, you let them be, you know, if somebody's immunocompromised, couldn't get the vaccine, something like that. Well, now you have the literal basis of herd immunity that you have, like, yeah. 29,000 vaccinated people and maybe 1,000 that aren't, right? Yeah, so, like I, I think in the Buffalo thing, there was, like, fine print of saying if you have bona fide health or religious reasons for not taking this there are exceptions but it has to be like 100 percent truth it has to basically you basically need like a doctor saying you can't take this shot to be able to get in without right. it right exactly which which i think is probably the future of sports right now at least for the next couple of years right yeah. um and, and that to me lays the cfl's footprint because because again i look at saskatchewan i think if tomorrow you, if you announce the season is going to start on time and you said, but we can only sell tickets to vaccinated fans, I think the riders probably still sell out. Like, I think there's enough people that have had it. As of today, it's about 35% of this province. You probably still find 30,000 people that want to go to a football game because, like, holy crap, I'm antsy to go out and do anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, th- I think it's an angle, too, I think especially from the CFL perspective, where if you went to the governments and you said, okay, as part of our return to play, as part of the, you know, the fan side of this, where this is what we're going to do. No one's getting in unless they're vaccinated. You're like, you're getting approval on that. I don't think there's any government that's going to stand in the way and say, no, we don't need to have fans because, you know, even if they're vaccinated, like, I don't, I don't think that's something that can fly. And right. so it, it would be smart from that angle to do that, to make sure you can actually still have a business. Cause I'm on the side of, if the CFL doesn't play this year, you might as well just shut the doors. You might um, as well turn it to the sex FL. Yeah. So, and I know there's a lot of people out there who like to talk about, you know, freedoms and blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, quote, yeah. quote fitness blogs. <clears throat> yeah. And so, yeah, there are, yeah. So yeah, the government can't come and tell you that you need to take this shot. There's no question about that. No one's really disputing that fact. As much as some of us would like that, we understand it's not feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, however, private business is still private business, and they are allowed to do what they think is right for you at that private business. And so if that private business, in this case, especially one that involves you know large gatherings as, as their sort of their main revenue source, then that business is probably going to decide that we're only going to let vaccinated people in for the safety of our for the safety of our business, frankly. And, of course, of their people and all that sort of stuff, too. But, number one, their money because they need right. people to feel safe coming to said events. The, 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 problem, the problem is, and I hate to say it, like, you're right, Gas. This seems like the easiest thing to put on the table to all health officials. Yeah. 
I don't think there's a health official in this country that says no to that plan. And that would trickle down to people working the concessions, the volunteers with the 50-50s, the guy that's yelling cold beer. Like, I don't think there's an official that, that comes into that place. And, and, and I don't think it would be an unreasonable thing for the CFL to say, hey, this is our plan, and come out and say that because that's it. People are looking for something. But again, this goes back to the fact this league is rudderless right now. I don't know if that's Ambrosi. I don't know if that's the governors. I don't know who this is. But to me, this seems like an obviously glaring, simple solution that lines up with current timelines that we have that when Justin Trudeau and whatever, everybody can blame him or hate on him or hate, consider him a swear word. But when the federal government is coming out and saying, yeah, we're anticipating everybody by July long. You think if you're the CFL, you'd go, hey, let's look for a July long start. Let's say only vaccinated people, and away we go. And I think you would just bring certainty to everybody and motivation, and I think it would be one of the most brilliant things they could do. But fortunately, they can't get out of their own way, and they and nobody seems to be willing to remove their own head from their own ass. No, that's kind of been the theme of the last year. So. Oh, God. It's brutal. So basically, long story short, um, if you want to go to a football game in person again, just get your shot. Get vaccinated. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 